Welcome back to Uncorked, another podcast brought to you by Team Corker. I have a wonderful friend, a special friend, a rather hilarious friend. We call him Stephen Bailey. Actually, many people, everyone in the world calls him that. That is his name. And yet it brings me great joy to bring Stephen on for all of the reasons that you may or may not know that he will riff with you on. The joy he brings through the work that he does as a CMO at Fluvog Shoes around the world. That is what people may know Stephen for. I know him for making bow ties and selling them in little spots that I think is so sweet, so endearing. He's so underrated. Can I say that? He has the right amount of self-deprecation that makes you not realize his enormous greatness and his humongous heart and his beautiful, wacky way about him in the world. I stumble over my words because there's just no other way to introduce you to Stephen Bailey than without a bit of a giggle and a trip over your foot to say, hey, hey you, welcome to the pod. Enjoy this one. Stephen Bailey, welcome to the pod. I am very excited to have a not so serious yet serious conversation about all the things that make you tick. And you are coming up to one of our final episodes of 2023. So amazing. Welcome to the hey, pod. thank you. Before you start, I just have to say it is a great honor to be here with you. You're one of my favorite people and you do so much for so many people. And here I am, you know, taking more of your time and getting everything that you give on your podcast and all of your services. And, uh, and it's an honor to be here. And I love the theme music. Oh my gosh. Amazing. So catchy. That means you have listened to at least one other episode. We all just heard it at the beginning of this podcast. It was amazing. you did. You, yes, yeah. that, it, it did intro you. Before I get too excited, though, can you please introduce yourself in your own words? Of course. Uh, I mean, fundamentally, I'm a rapidly aging human. I have a wonderful wife and two horrible children. Um, I work at John Fluvog Shoes. I've been here for 19 years, which is a lot of my life. Yeah, that's a long time. And uh, and I, I, I really get off on, on learning new things and meeting new people and challenges to a point and uh, coaching soccer and uh, yeah, having a good laugh. Wow. Having a good laugh. 19 years is a long time and it's a long time in any industry. It's a a very special time to have worked so closely with a founder like you have. You have been in Vancouver through a lot of growth, a lot of changes, a lot of head offices that have exploded and creative souls who have you know taken Island, the way but yeah okay violent <laughs> ah i had to leave vancouver for that you know a, a side note is that i saw oh, no. my sweet little nephew the other day and he heard an ambulance and he's three years old and when he heard the ambulance he said i think somebody got poked and i i looked at my brother and i was like oh and he said yeah kids in vancouver he knows what needles are and I was like, got it, considers wow. needles and poking and an ambulance. And anyway, we're, di- we're digressing because there's a lot to Vancouver beyond ambulances and poking. We're going to talk about community that you started 19 years ago. Let's talk about community in the world of, of shoes. But I know you to be a part of so many other communities. So maybe I'll just start this for you shoes or no shoes, what does community mean to you and why does it matter so much? Yeah, I mean, I think over the years, I've learned this about myself personally as well, is that I, uh, I'm i driven to connect people and form communities. I think that, you know, marketing is one of those, that, that's the role, my role here at Flubog, but it's one of those weird kind of overarching, super vague terms that, you know, can be interpreted in any way you like. For me at Flubog and for me as a person, building community and being a part of communities is so important. I think I've 
I've come to the conclusion that just moving around as a kid, as an only child, which will shock you, I know, moving around so much from country to country, growing up all the way up until kind of junior high, um, I think that's kind of created this desire to be a part of communities, to help make communities so that I can then once again return to them. This is pre, uh, pre-social media. For those of you who, can't, who aren't watching and just listening, uh, I'll just describe myself. I'm an average six foot three male uh, ex-bodybuilder who now volunteers at orphanages on a regular basis. But also, um, I've lost my train of thought. Um, but anyway, so going back to uh, to forming communities, right? I think that going back and forth and being a part of these communities and going back into them is is kind of what allowed me to maintain sanity when moving around as a kid so much. So I think, you know, that that's probably where I've discovered the importance of them. Moving forward, I just think, you know, there there's such joy to be had from connecting people who weren't previously connected, who can find benefits from that connection. I know you share this as well. You, you, you're a big, uh, supporter of this kind of activity. And you just, I don't know, it just can can really light you up connecting uh, groups of people who who share certain interests and then seeing what can come from that. The potential is so awesome, you know? So I, I think that's probably where where my fascination with communities came from or my, my, um, my interest in them. I, I think beyond that, you know, especially looking at AI and, and social media at this point, I don't know anybody who doesn't strive for human connection. Even, you know, like one of my wonderful teams members here wears a shirt every now and then from the shy boys club and and he's particularly shy but but you know has sweatshirts that say say that and is part of that community right so there's like the first thing that would come to mind is like well you know introverts maybe are not big fans of community but that's so wrong you know like it's um being a part of these uh, these wider groups that are bigger than yourselves have so many benefits so i i don't know many people who aren't interested in it and i don't know many people who don't benefit from it and as somebody who has also created communities uh, i can also say that i don't know many people who haven't benefited from creating communities for other people i want to interrupt because i want to hear want to hear about community specifically non-fluvogs to start there mm-hmm. and then i'd love to hear about community that I know and I'm going to speak to like more recent community that you have formed at Fluvog that has Mm. been so special and I care so much about who you are also beyond Fluvog and I know there are little communities that you have special communities I don't want to call them little by any means they're special I don't want to put words in your mouth I want to know what you would speak to and that could be like what you're proud of or what you're most excited about having created yeah I mean I guess my first thought being a part of a group is like you know groups of friends family groups uh work groups I'm I'm kind of like I'm scattered by nature so I apologize in advance but I think that every individual member of those groups has an impact on what that group ends up being and 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 how it operates and the support it gives one another and the learning that everybody gets from from one another and the being held accountable for things by each other like those are kind of traditional groups that we are all in all the time right like our, our work groups our peer groups our family groups and they're not always great but we have the opportunity to make them great and make them better and then beyond there, uh, you know, personally, just, you know, 20 years ago, just starting to get a group of people together to play soccer. And I mean, it's 20 plus years now. And there's there's so many people that have come in, in and out of this pickup soccer group that I know I can reach out to at any moment and ask a favor. And uh, nobody would hesitate, you know, and it's these are these are groups of people who who really I mean, there are others as well. But, but a lot of these groups are made by people who would not come across each other in 
everyday life. They're not in each other's peer groups. They're not in each other's work industries. And, and so there's very little opportunity for them to cross paths and just decide, oh, we're going to be friends now. Now you put them in, in an area where they do share a passion and uh, it's all focused around that particular passion. And all of a sudden, it's just like I sigh and roll my eyes, but it really is magical, you know? I mean, I for what this, this is also like, I mean, I don't question whether or not community and groups and um, organizations aren't better. Are, are, are beneficial to, to everybody. I think they're beneficial to everybody. But I know for me, just saying for me, they, they are just the most important thing is to be a part of these organizations that give me so much, even if a lot of the organizing around them, I do a lot of that. But there's no debt to me for, for doing any of those things because I would argue I get more out of them than anybody else does. And if that's wrong, then that's great. But I mean, if other people get more then that's great too but i just think that, that maybe we don't we don't speak about them as much i know you had dan on here before he got together a kind of a dad's community as well and like there's a there's a perfect example of something that yes you can read blogs about things but uh very few of us read anymore and you could watch videos i guess but there's nothing quite like somebody else who you maybe wouldn't have come across in other walks of life who also has a five-year-old who also uh, pushes milk off the table every wednesday at six o'clock even though you tell him specifically not at that time. And he has a solution. Like, how else are you going to come across that guy that has a solution for that? You're not. You you need your dad's support group, most definitely. No milk pushing off the table. How do you deal with it? Because it's maybe not going to change for at least 12 months. I'm hitting the pause button on this sweet episode to tell you about something that you might like. Our newsletter, we call it The Corkboard. It has all things juicy, whether you are looking to keep in touch between episodes or find out more about our coaching, development, or hot new jobs that we're working on. The link is in our show notes. Your inbox is sacred and your time is too. So now let's get back to the episode. Okay, let's talk about community at Fluvog because... I know that that is really special and I think you have some tangible examples of what you've been behind and what that has meant perhaps both to you personally and also professionally. Yeah, I mean I I actually don't know how to separate those two very well, mm-hmm. but like it, specifically to Fluvog, you know, I, I don't know when it was, but um we started celebrating something called Fluvog Day which actually lands on John's birthday every year and it's uh there's a small discount, but it's really more about the celebration of Fluvog and anybody who's familiar with Fluvogs uh, we make small uh, military tanks that um, that can go into uh, battle areas where you now we make unique footwear and uh, in, in kind of small batches and small run factories. And then we have 24 stores uh, around the world and um, an online presence. Anyway, flu vloggers tend to be very loyal and, and dedicated. And, and, you know, in return, we try to be the best the best we can to them as well. And it's it's created this just this total love affair uh, between flu vloggers and themselves, between flu vloggers and flu vlogologists and like it is one big happy family and there's there's examples of those communities cr- some created by us and some created by flu vloggers on all of the socials and then a few years ago we started something called Flumunity Fest which is which is kind of if you imagine a conference a three-day conference celebrating all things flu vlog but also having guest speakers who happen to also be flu vloggers. There's just been some just glorious names and, and talks that have come through that. And, and a lot of them are just because these incredible people who come up and speak happen to like flu vlogs. They don't, they're not paid by us. They're not like, you know, they, that maybe we've done a collab with them in the past, but anyway, it's uh, that kind of flu vlog community is something we value so highly. And I mean, the benefits to 
a company to have an organization like that or to have a community like that, one, I would say, like in in developing something like that takes an incredible amount of patience. It's not like the kind of thing where you can start a rubber band company and then just decide, well, we're going to have a a thousand person strong community to uh, talk about these rubber bands and tell us which colors they want and then tell us which parts of the rubber bands suck. It's the middle part, by the way. And then, you know, celebrate rubber bands with each other. Like it takes it takes years to kind of nurture that. Um, but then once it exists, the, the benefits are just really, really incredible. And it's actually I feel like I feel like there are some obvious ones. But then the, the one that that strikes me the most is is actually the the unknown. And, you know, being the rotten person that you are, you'll probably ask me to name some, which won't come to mind fast enough. But those discoveries that you never even thought to look for when you're talking to a member of this group that came all the way from New Zealand to to see Xander Rhodes talk and to meet all these people that she was friends with on the Facebook group that wasn't even the one that you started, but that they started. And, you know, they you get in a conversation with this person and it's really inspiring. It, it gives everybody associated with the group, both the professional group and the social group, energy and motivation to continue and to do their absolute best work to represent all those people in in this organization, you know, like which which is which is amazing. It's such a driver and an energy giver. Well, I I want to riff off of that. I want to jump. I'm mindful of time and I do want to get to a few other pieces. Yet it would be I would be remiss to not say, tell me about a magic moment from do you call it your festival? Your most recent it's called, gathering. And it's called Flamunity Fest. Your fest. Okay. I don't want to pry. I don't want to poke as to who should go first. You mentioned somebody in the world of crocheting. You've mentioned somebody who's much older than you. Oh yeah. When you think I, of someone in any way, like who, who's magic? One nugget of magic that you can share. Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, those two that you mentioned before, George Clinton, because uh, we had talked about this before, George Clinton, the the king of funk, you know, having him on stage there and the the things that he said were just were just incredible. And like his dedication to um, keeping an ear open to the kind of music that drives him nuts and then converting himself to embrace it in the interests of staying connected to the current music scene is inspiring, right? Like it's just, I don't know how many, how many times you like as a, as an old person myself, it's like, I'm really, I'm, I really work hard to dedicate myself to not uh, discount things that a I've seen before 15 years previous or things that I just really think are just the dumb ideas and wouldn't work for us. It's like really, really get in there and appreciate why there's a big movement and a, a bunch of energy around something that you don't see yet. So that that was George Clinton, Alexandria Mass. She is a 23-year-old crocheter who won the Fluvog Artist Grant last year. And man, she just dropped jaws all over the place just with her ability to, to present her work and what drives her and her energy it, it really is a head shaker and and um how anybody can be that amazing at such a young age is is inspiring and surprising and and exciting to watch for sure and and so those were were a couple of speakers and there were more jen gunters andrew rhodes they they just wow the crowd all the time but then then you talk to people who do tell you or who tell john in in casual conversation that 
that the shoes really got them through beating cancer two years ago, you know, and, and it was, they probably don't really mean the physical footwear. It's more the idea of standing out and, and being bold and, um, and then having a community of people who support them. Here, here was one. There was somebody who posted something. Oh, I'm going to get this wrong, but I'll, I'll fill in the blanks where I get it wrong. Um, so we have something called uh, Gift Exchange. And we've probably done this for 10 years. And you sign up on the website and you get drawn a name of somebody else who signed up. You know, I would send a gift to you. You wouldn't know it was me. And then you would send a gift to a stranger. And basically, it just all it all just gets linked. And then everybody sends a gift to somebody that they don't know with a few bits of information about them. And actually this last year, it's been a challenging year in retail for, for most brands, I think. But again, the gift exchange, this was our biggest year yet. So people are still keen to make those connections, sign up for something where they, you know, they, they might get something that doesn't interest them in return, right? But they, they're dedicated. And honestly, so many people are like making their gifts, right? It's like there's a max spend, but people are crocheting, toques or scarves or, or all of these things. And it's it's just like unbelievable to watch. And somebody said something- Wait, I have uh, to interrupt you. You are doing this gift exchange and they're not buying Fluvogs for each other? This is No, part nobody of the buys Fluvogs. No, no. Yeah, this is uh, this is the annual gift exchange. And uh, you, you answer two or three questions or something. And then whoever randomly gets given your name uh, sends you a gift that they think you might like. Yeah. Um, that is too cool. Yeah. Fun, right? You know, I, I mean, now I'm going to jinx it, but we have so few problems with thousands of people doing this. There are, of course, a number of people who do not receive a gift, whether that's due to the uh, mail service who I love and respect, or it's uh, or it's just due to somebody not not fulfilling their obligation or something or some, something getting lost in an email. We have very few of these of these issues, which is really a testament to that group. And again, I feel like I'm filling in different stories here, but somebody's mother didn't get a gift or something like that. And she just put it in one of the blogs or, or one of the socials that, that, you know, unfortunately she heard this, but, but she's fine. Everything's fine. She's an 86-year-old woman who really was hoping for a little something to whatever. Anyway, over the course of the next couple of months, that woman just got dozens of gifts from other flu vloggers who had insisted on getting her address and uh, and sending sending cards and and things like this. I've forgotten some of the details, but it it's like that that is an ongoing thing there. What was the oh you said some sort of miracles or like the the magic moments. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you are magic. You are creating magic. <laughs> I mean, I need to commend you that you are a genius who can bring community together in really special ways and the ability to tell a story to get thousands of people to rally around each other. Like, it's like you're creating community for people that say, I just want to be myself. And mm -hmm. often that will come out in the, you know, perhaps the, the shoe that I pick and yet together we can, we can all be a part of something really special. And I always want to get behind the brains of people like you that come up with these ideas for everyone else. And I'm like, but what inspires you or who inspires you or where do you go and think there was this moment or, or what happens before the gift exchange idea is born, for example? Okay. Well, I, I mean, I have to, I can't let you say those things without saying that the team here is phenomenal. It's a group effort for sure. And John, John has always been more focused on the people and the, the groups and the communities and the culture beyond the sales. Right. And that's, that's 53 years of doing that. And shockingly, we've now wow. become the third largest footwear design company on the planet in history. 
So with that community, wow. that's a joke. We we're not that big, um, but uh, that's because it's it's. I, I mean, I think genuinely, it's it's because it's. Uh, of course, it's a consideration to be profitable and stay in business and and uh, and run a, a proper company. But also, there's just so much energy and focus um, on these other things, and so much celebration about them, right? So so anyway, that's that. Cool. In terms of ideas and inspiration, like for sure, the people. The people in this office, the people that are a part of, you know, the community and this group and and the people that we all know, like where everybody gets inspiration from their peers and their their family and conversations that they have. But and I think that actually goes I mean, this is where it's really hard to kind of distinguish between professional and, and personal. Right. It's like we all are trying to generate those ideas. And I think I mean, conversation is, is just such a powerful, this sounds so ridiculous and basic, but, but conversation with people, people that you know, or people that you don't know, it's not always easy. Like you, you're at a cocktail party and you're listening to some guy talk about the, uh, the miracles in the, the forestry industry. I mean, that's not something that you really necessarily sign up for, especially three drinks in, but you know, it's possible that you, you listen to that guy and all of a sudden ping, you know, like uh, he, he also has a 15 year old son who uh, communicates in grunts. And, uh, and he's actually found that, that, you know, if you buy orange Kool-Aid uh, those grunts turn into words and it's like, ah, I never knew this guy was going to, you know, shed this incredible learning moment with me or share this moment with me at the time. So I think that, I think that the inspiration and, and, and that are everywhere. We just kind of have to listen for it. I, I think I've always and I suck at this. I suck at all these things, by the way. Any of these things I'm saying, I'm not great at. I'm just trying to be better. But like if you're in a, so funny because it's so archaic, but if you're in a dentist's office and you're reading a magazine, which nobody does, I'm sure, because why would you read a magazine when you have the whole world in your phone? Anyway, but if you're flipping through a magazine and you see you know, an article on dentistry, it's not the kind of thing that you would ever, unless you're in that environment, it's not the first thing you would think to look at. And yet, if you force yourself to, there's a pretty good chance there's something that's happening in dentistry that is able to be morphed into something that will crush it in podcasting, right? I mean, the, these things, like, it's the same with travel, right? Like, you you bring yourself to the dentistry article, right? Steph brings all of her baggage to dentistry, to this one article with Giles McGillicuddy, Right. And he talks about how he set up this kind of weird little contest to celebrate the three best people in dentistry, but specifically in this particular area. And while you're reading this and waiting for your root canal, you actually think, oh my gosh, why didn't I think of this before? We totally should have celebrated like our top 10 favorite podcasts, you know, like that's the, that's the kind of thing that when you when you bring all of yourself to these other new areas, and this is not unrelated to, to community as well, but it, it can really spur on these ideas and this inspiration that you would not have gotten going to the podcasting webinar with uh, Susan Jacqueline, right? Who, like we all know, can go on forever. And it's like, tell us something new, Susan. Susan's great. I want to know, Stephen, you have me jumping <laughs> off to celebration. And I love the joy of all of these pieces. And I think it's very easy to often forget to pause and celebrate. And I heard many moments of celebration within Fluvog. And yet I'm just wondering how you personally 
without being funny in I'm, I'm asking this in the most genuine way possible. What are your, what is your go-to not orange Kool-Aid kind of celebration moments, ways to celebrate? How do you celebrate these special moments that happen in life? Hmm. I, I don't know. Like they're very exciting in the moment when you see something working, you know, like when you like, like take Toronto for community fest, right? Like the whole team is out there. We are working early hours of the morning to the end. And in those moments, you're seeing awesome, awesome things happening throughout the day. And you get to witness that. And that's exciting. How, how do I celebrate after a weekend like that? I, uh, I probably get really quiet for a period of time and uh, I'm trying to recover from the ups of that. In terms of smaller things, you know, like I guess wins or successes, I'm not sure, but I do think that they have a have the ability to kind of spur you on for days or weeks following that, right? So you have something that you really put your neck out on and and maybe it was a lot of work, you know, for 10 minutes a day for a couple of months, but then that then it really had had great success. That that is just a very satisfying feeling and it can help energize future plans for things like that. I mean, I think also it probably results in it being difficult to get back to your expense reports. You know, that's pretty tricky to get back to after you have something like that. But I'm not sure I've actually found a way to personally celebrate those things, which is maybe a problem. There's maybe something there. There's maybe something there. Time has gone. I have to wrap with our last question. No way. It's so fast. I need to know the last question. And it's the last question we ask everyone on the pod. And that is, my friend, what is currently making your heart beat faster? Okay. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, I've been coaching youth soccer for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, it's it's very exciting. It, it's, it's got highs and lows for sure. But the um, relevance of, of, doing, of mentioning 10 years is that I'm now in that point where I am bumping into uh, kids who are now teenagers who I coached for three years when they were eight, nine, and 10. And it is, um, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps just telling you, but it is, it is, it is just a wonderful moment to reconnect with some of these players, you know, three years later, still on the soccer field, playing for various clubs at various levels. And um, it really, it's one of those things that, that if you wait long enough, like, you know, it can give back into the future. And I fully anticipate continuing to coach and continuing to build up these uh, possibilities for these moments. Cause why wouldn't you, it's just, it's just awesome to, to bump into this player who's now like, Oh my gosh, you know, and it's, it's this uh, reconnection. And then, then also you know, being able to spend so much time with young people who are who are really working to make themselves better at something and be a part of that journey. And uh, especially if you have kids of your own, it gives you kind of an inside, uh, an insight on kind of comparing notes about how how your kids are doing in a group, how other groups are doing, how other kids are doing in in this in this kind of same setting. So it's uh, it's got nothing but benefits. Uh, other than maybe some exhaustion tied into it. But that's that's the first thing that comes to mind. I love it. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your jokes, whether it's military weapons or shoes. We know we're here for shoes. We're here for a good time and we're here for someone who's willing to make us giggle. And for that, I'm so grateful. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Go forth and have a beautiful holiday. Well, thank you for everything you do. And thanks for having me. I, I really mean it. It's a, It's an absolute pleasure. And you know what makes my heart beat faster? 
the fact that I get to share with you that this podcast is brought to you in partnership with More Good Media. Our friends over at More Good Media are spreading the good word, one conversation, one podcast at a time. So thanks so much for your support. We are so glad to be here in partnership. Okay, before you go, you know, listening to podcasts on this thing called the internet, it's a wild ride. And what would be so helpful on our wild journey is if you would be so kind to jump on and give us a review. Four, maybe even five stars. It really helps. Thanks for joining us.